My friends, as we grew up, the most of us, uh, if I think here of, in South Africa, maybe you grew up in a traditional church, online. Maybe you, there, I know many people that I've spoken to online, uh, on, in other countries. They grew up in traditional churches where the law was preached. And we know that if we read the word of God, that we see that from Moses to Jesus was the law. And the law required works. The law required works to be done so that you can, could become righteous in a sort of a way. And we know that by keeping the law, as we have heard it so many times, and as we read it in God's word, the law and the works of the law cannot make righteous. Now, many times we talk about the Moses until Jesus. But unfortunately, after Jesus, even up to 2021, many of the believers, maybe you and I as well, if we are not watchful, we are sort of going back to the law. Because we grew up and even in school, when you do something, then you accomplish something. And because of that, Christians, spirit-filled people, many times also tend to sort of go back to do the works of the law. But then, but, but then people say, but I don't read the law. I don't read the law of Moses. I don't read it. I don't try to keep it. But there are so many other things that we can do that is actually law. And we as people who believe in grace are many times accused by those who, who are still of the, in the law that, but, but how can you say works cannot do anything? We, you must do works. Now, in Afrikaans, my mother tongue, uh, we've got a saying that people, either they fell off on the one side of the wagon or they fell off on the other side of the wagon. But staying on the wagon is sometimes so, many, so difficult. So believers, many times they, they fall off on the one side. They take the law and they hold on to the law. And other people stay on the others, fall off on the other side, and they say, well, works are not important because it is only by grace. It's only by grace. Works will not do, uh, bring me anywhere. And I want to show to you today out of God's word, what are the works? Or we as believers living under the grace of the Lord Jesus, believing in grace, what works we are, what, what, what works we are required to do. Now, I believe that the most of you know, uh, know in James 2, the Apostle James said that faith 
without works. Faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. And I'm not going to preach out of James 2 now. And I want to say works without faith is useless. There must be a balance. And when Jesus was on earth, after the multiplication of the bread and uh, at a stage, um, the people came to him. And in, in John 6 verse 27, Jesus said, stop toiling and doing and producing for the fruit that perishes and decomposes. But strive and work and produce rather for the lasting fruit which endures unto eternal life. So this is not only talking about producing some fruit, but this is also spiritually. That we must stop doing the works that brings us nowhere. Because I'm sure every one of us can testify when we try to do the works to become righteous or to, like, like praying more, reading the Bible every day, so many, many chapters. Someone who is caught up in um, addiction or some, some kind, try to do the works to get better. It does not work. So stop toiling. In verse 28, after Jesus said to them, stop toiling and doing and producing the fruit that perishes. Let me just finish the whole, whole uh, verse. Uh, the Son of Man will give you that. For, the God, for God the Father has authorized and certified him and put his seal of endorsement upon him. Then they said, what are we to do? What are we to do that we may, and look there, in the, in the Amplified Bible, it's put in brackets, habitually be working the works of God. What are we to do to carry out what God requires? What are we to do? That is, what works must we do? What, what's been expected that God expects us to do. And then Jesus himself said, Jesus replied, this is the work that God asks of you, that you believe in the one whom he has sent, that you cleave to trust, rely on, and have faith in his messenger. What works must we do? Jesus said, the works that you do is belief. Belief. Now we know when we talk about faith, when we talk about to believe, then it is, it is immediately grace. So Jesus said, the works is belief. So when we believe in the Lord God, when we cleave to him, when we... Uh, trust on him, when we rely on him and have faith in Jesus, we are busy doing 
the works that God requires from us, what he wants us to do. In 1 John 3, verse 20 to 23, I keep on going to Revelations, why? I'm not going to preach out of Revelations today, but every time I open it, it's in Revelations. Hallelujah. 1 John 3, verse 20 to 23. Whenever our hearts in tormenting self-accusation make us feel guilty and condemn us, for we are in God's hand, for He is above and greater than our consciences, our hearts, and he knows, perceives, and understands everything. Nothing is hidden from him. You see, many times people feel condemned because of what they've done wrong. They feel condemned because they, according to what's going on in their minds, they have not done the good things that tradition and religion has told us to do. They are, because of the law, they are being reminded of what they have done wrong. And that is what's written here. The minds, when our hearts condemns us. Verse 21, and beloved, if our consciences, our hearts do not accuse us, if they do not have made us feel guilty and condemn us, we have confidence, complete assurance and boldness before God. Verse 22, and we receive from him whatever we ask. And then the next, next part of the verse um, um, causes many people to feel uncomf uncomfortable. Uh, and we receive from him whatever we ask because we watchfully obey his orders. Observe his suggestions and injunctions, following his plan, and habitually practice what is pleasing to him. And that is what people say. They say, you people, you who are the crazies, the people who stand for grace and say, we are under grace, we are not under the law. How can you now say, here it's written, in verse 22, watchfully obey his orders. What God wants from us, his orders. And then I'm thankful that this verse does not end here or the chapter does not end here. And then in verse 23, and this is his order. This is his order his commandment, his injunction, that we should believe. You see, here it is again. Believe. Believe in. Put our faith and trust in and adhere to and rely on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and that we should love one another just as he has commanded us. The commandments that's been taught about in the New Testament. We read 
In the old time it was written, in the time of Moses, it was written on stone. It was, it was fixed and it had to be kept by, on the, by the letter. But now, now the law of God, his commandments, is being written on our hearts. And his commandment to us, as we've read it in, uh, in uh, John 6, where, where the people ask Jesus, what must we do? Jesus said, believe. Now John said, the commandments that we keep so that our prayers will be answered is believing. So we cannot run away from, from faith, from believing, because this is absolutely part of the Christian life, of the believer's life. And to believe, when I believe, when you believe, you are doing the works that God requires from us. Faith without works are dead. Completely dead. Verse 24. All who keep his commandments, obey his, obey his orders and follow his plan, live and continue to live, to stay and abide in him, in him and he in them. Then let Christ be a home to them, and they are the home of Christ. And, and by this we know and understand and have the proof that he really lives and makes his home in us and by the Holy Spirit. Whom he has given us. So when we, when we believe. When we love each other. And you see this is another very important thing. This is what Jesus said. A new commandment I give unto you. That you will love each other. So when we as believers when we as believers, you from wherever you are watching, when we love each other, we are keeping the commandments of God. And I can only really, really love you if Jesus is in my heart. When I have faith, without faith to love someone, without faith to love your neighbor, and as many would say, without faith to love your mother-in-law, your boss, that cruel boss of yours, without faith to love another is impossible. So have faith. Love each other. These are the commandments of God. A verse that, that is a piece of uh, two, two scriptures that so powerfully to me about the works that we must do is 1 Thessalonians, 1, Th 1 Thessalonians 1, verse 2 and verse 3. 1 Thessalonians 2, 1, verse 2. We are ever giving thanks to God for all of you continually mentioning you when engaged in our prayers. But then look at verse 3. Recalling unceasingly before our God and Father your work. Your work energized 
by faith. Just listen again or read it again. Your work energized by faith. The work that you and I as believers must do must be energized by faith. Motivated, a service motivated by love and unwavering hope in the return of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. So the works that, that's been required by, in the time of grace are not keeping the law, not doing works so that I can accomplish or at, uh, obtain righteousness, keeping the law, trying and trying and trying. But the works that we must do that's been required from us are works energized by faith. Faith without works, I, uh, we've, uh, I've said, is dead. So the works without faith is also, it's going to, to fall away somewhere. But when my works as a believer are energized by faith, motivated by love. Can you see now where uh, 1 John 3 comes in, where it's written, have faith in Jesus and love each other. So when I go and I pray for someone, when I minister to someone who is maybe caught up in some kind of big problem, I do it. That work that I do is energized by faith. I go out in faith. Like I said previously, in the, uh, and I realize now I didn't continue. I, I, I just said something uh, about going to hospital and prayed. Let me finish now. Sorry. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding me. Um, previously, I would go to hospital and pray for each one. Not really expecting something to happen. Now, later on, when I pray for someone, I expect that something will happen. Why? Because of faith. Because I've grown in faith. I've, I've grown to know God better. And when I pray for someone, when I minister to someone, when someone is uh, caught up in addiction, like I've, done, I've ministered to someone in another country uh, now recently, caught up in a, some kind of addiction, I pray and I expect that something will happen because of faith. Not just doing, brother, what's wrong with you? Okay, I, I broke my leg. Oh, brother, okay, let me, can I pray for you? Now I pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Now I go to the next one. As we've done when we were, were still allowed to go to Steve Biko before COVID. Oh, brother, your leg is broken. Can I pray for you? And trust God that your leg will, grow, will be fixed now completely. And as we've seen it there in, uh, I think it was about the very first time that uh, uh, Nico and I went to Steve Biko Hospital. There was a, a lady with a broken back. She was lying on, in the hospital bed. And she said she, can, she could not move. She could not sit 
because of a broken back. We asked, can we pray for you? And even before we started praying, her feet started moving. And we, we, ministered, we, did, we, did also, we also did not have a big prayer. Oh, God, come and touch her. We just had a small, short prayer. And then the next moment, she sat upright. Without me or Niku pulling her up, she sat upright. We asked her, will you be able to let your feet go down from the bed? She stood up and we w walked with her. The other patients in the hospital said, how about now? And we even walked to the sister station and back. That is works with faith. Previously, as I've done years ago, I would sort of avoid it a person whose back was broken. I would avoid it to pray for such a person. Or pray for someone who cannot see. Someone with drugs, who's addicted to drugs. Oh, pray and trust God to to heal the fix, to, to, to set that person free in a moment, without faith, without the works of faith, it is not possible. But when our works, where are there's three, your work energized by faith. And you in South Africa know the, the battery, on, uh, the, 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 the advert on TV with a battery, that, that is stronger than the other batteries. When my faith and your faith is energized, when we are energized by the Holy Spirit, we can go out and we can do the works that, is required, that are required from us. What God wants us to do, motivated by love. Motivated service, motivated by love and un wavering hope faith and hope that goes together hallelujah thank you lord jesus thank you that our word our works can be energized by faith ephesians 2 verse 10 and i want you to listen carefully listen clearly my friends you who are watching from online as well for we, all of us, we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship. Now, can I just stop there and say, this, Paul has written this after the Lord Jesus died on the cross. So this is written, all that I've read to you now, in, uh, in uh, 1 John 1 Thessalonians, and now in Ephesians, this was written after Jesus died on the cross. So this was written in the time of grace. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, and then watch what is written there, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us. God 
made us himself. We are his handiwork. And we are born again to do good works. And those good works that you and I must do, it's written here, which God predestined, planned beforehand for us. Taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them. So God created you and me. He created us. He created us. And when he created us, one of the things he created us for is that we will do good works. And now God is not saying, oh, my son, you are born again now. You are my child. Now, my daughter, now you must do good works. No. He already beforehand beforehand and i think it is when god called you and me even before the foundation of the earth beforehand god has also predestined uh, the good works which he planned beforehand so the good works that you and i must do we can just by faith step into it and when we have faith, start to do the good works. Because it is already there. God already planned it. He pla when he planned you and me, he already made, prepared the good works. So therefore, grace, hallelujah, grace. It's not you and I who must suffer, suffer and struggle. And as Herod many times said, press through. Oh, we can just step into it. The works are already prepared for us. We can just step into it by faith and let the love of the Lord Jesus that's been poured out in our hearts. Because that is what Paul said in Rome, at the book of Romans. Let the love come out. And when we see someone struggling, when we see someone with pain, when we see someone sick, by love, reach out with faith. Do the works that, is, that are already prepared for us. So when I must pray for someone who cannot hear, I can just step into the work that's already been prepared. When Jesus died on the cross, the seal was put on healing. So I can, you and I, we can just come and step into it and do the works that's been requested or required for us to do as, as people who are in grace. And remember, these works are not to obtain righteousness. We are already righteous. When you became a believer, you became righteous. You cannot become more righteous because it is the full righteousness of Jesus that you, have, that you and I have. We received it by faith. So the works that we are talking about, it's not works. I want to say it again. It's not works to obtain righteousness, to become a better Christian. But it is 
outflowing from the righteousness and the faith that I already have. In Titus 2, verse 11 to 14, We read there that, and I'm not going to read the verses, uh, everything, but Jesus gave himself to redeem us from lawless deeds of iniquity. So Jesus gave himself over for us so that it is not necessary for us to do all these useless deeds to, to obtain faith. But he purified us unto him as a peculiar people, zealous for, God, uh, zealous for, for good works. We must be zealous for good works. Second Tim Timothy 3 verse 15, we read about the Bible. And we read there that the whole scripture is being given in by the Holy Spirit. And then we read there that uh, the whole scripture is good for salvation by faith. It is profitable. But then we also read that the, the holy scriptures are complete, perfect, fitted, and uh, so, so that we as believers can be complete, perfect, fitted, and thoroughly equipped for every good work. So by reading the scriptures, by faith, because we must read the scriptures also by faith. If we just read it, we could, without faith, without love, we could just as well go and read one, some kind of storybook. But when we go to the scriptures, these scriptures are given so that we can be complete, perfect, fitted, and thoroughly equipped for every good work. We need to do good works. Because faith without works is dead. Jesus said in um, Matthew 5 verse 16. He said, let your light shine before the people. So that they see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So when we do good works, whatever works it is, it may be, whatever works, when we do the good works, energized by faith, motivated by love, motivated by the hope in the coming of the Lord Jesus, then... People see it. And when they see it, the Father in heaven is being glorified. So the, the works that you and I as people living in the time of grace that we do, the works that we do, is not so that I can be a better person, so that my, I can... Uh, uh, Move from this level of righteousness. Now I've prayed for the, uh, we have, uh, Nico and I have prayed for that lady in the hospital. And now because she got healed, now we are on this level of righteousness. No. Completely not. 
But when we pray for someone, when we minister to someone, whatever the, 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 we are praying for, when that person is healed or set free or being baptized with the Holy Spirit and start to speak in tongues, it is about our Father in heaven. So if we as believers can also just realize it by that, that when I do good works, my Father, our Father in heaven is being glorified. In Hebrews 10 verse 24, it's written that we must provoke each other unto love and good works. We must provoke each other unto love and good works. And can you see again, love, as we've read it in uh, 1 Thessalonians 1, verse 2 and 3, love, as in 1 John 3, love and works cannot be separated. I do good works. I pray for someone because I love my Father. I pray for someone because... The love of God in, that's been poured out in my heart is compelling me, driving me, uh, pushing me to pray, to see that person being healed, being set free, being lifted up. Love, love, love. So let us provoke each other unto love. And good deeds. Many times people provoke each other to fight. But let us provoke each other. Let us spur each other on. To, to love each other. To love like the Lord Jesus. As Jesus said. A new commandment I give unto you. That you will love each other. And by loving each other. We do good works. If anyone, whoever it might be, would start to look or investigate the life of a believer as they have done with Jesus. Now we know the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the whatever sees. Uh, they always, they were trying to to find something in the life of Jesus, something that he has done wrong. You know that. Especially on a Sunday. What he has done on a Sunday. And we know that they could not find anything wrong. If you read Second Peter 2 verse 11 and, ver and verse 12, I want to say it, when people... When the world and even the people who are still clinging to the law, when they would investigate the lives of those who are under grace to find something wrong, all that they, will f that, that they must find are good works. 1 Peter 1 verse 2 and verse 11. So my friends, let us realize God expects us to do good works. 
You cannot just say, yes, I believe. I believe. And because I believe, I'm not under the law. I'm not under works. I believe that this morning you have seen that there are such things as works for those who believe in Jesus. Those who stand under grace. In Revelations 2, yeah, so there is Revelations 2 verse 26. Um, Revelations 2 verse 26 says, keep my, Those who keep my works, they will have power over nations. Those who keep my works, those who do my works, works of faith, will have power over nations, will have power over, over the world. So my friends, you who are here and you who listen, today I want to provoke you as Hebrews 10 verse 24 says, I provoke you, I spur you on, every one of you, that you will do good works. And I'm so glad that it is not necessary to struggle, to, to go and exercise. Let's say praying, to pray for the sick. As I said previously, I would not think I would not think of praying for someone with a broken neck, broken back. Even though I was in ministry, the time years before when I was in full-time ministry. If I would pray for someone with a broken back, I would, after I prayed say, to myself, yes, I, I thought nothing would happen. But now, Ephesians 2 says, the works are prepared. So when we go and pray for the sick, we can just step into what is already prepared for us. And if nothing happens, like I've prayed for Hinko, and you've seen it, I've prayed for him, his arm did not get better. As we prayed now for, for many people with COVID, and it seemed as if nothing happened. I prayed for people, many people with COVID over the weeks, and some of them died. Some of them died. I didn't pray them dead, but they, <laughs> but they died. And as my brother and I were, were talking before the service, sometimes we pray and it seems as if nothing is happening. Don't stay back. Trust God. Keep on trusting him. Keep on trusting him. Jesus said, ask and keep on asking. I, and I believe that my brother Philip last week preached about it. But we can just step into it. The works are already prepared for us. And I pray that your, the works that you do will really be energized by faith. Energized by by faith, motivated, motivated by love. And then, wow, I'm, I'm so thankful for that. When the works are energized by faith, motivated by love, there is no place for the law. This is completely 
saying to the law. The law even doesn't want to come in there. So my friends, hallelujah. We can do the works that, that are fit for those who are under, uh, who are under grace. And may every one of you be inspired to go out and do the works that will glorify our Father in heaven. This is what Jesus said. You know, when I, whenever I minister the word, I say to people, I'm so thankful it's not I who say it. Because when something is written in the Bible, when something is written in the Bible, and I preach it, or I say it to, to persons individually, I know it's not, I know it's the truth. It is not me speaking. So if Jesus said, let your light shine so that the people see your good works, and then the Father in heaven will be glorified. Hallelujah. Father, and we thank you. Father, I want to thank you this morning so sincerely that you have chosen us and that we are your handiwork. Father, and thank you that you created us so uniquely and so perfectly and that you have created us for good works so that you can be glorified. Father, I want to thank you that we can just step into the good works without effort, without exercising, but that we can just step into it because of the faith that, that's already in us. Because when we, when we came to you and we accepted you, Lord Jesus, as our Savior, that was by faith. And therefore, that same faith can bring healing. That same faith can let me do things that, that are completely beyond the understanding of mankind. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you, Holy Spirit. We honor you and we praise you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Can I just say something else that came to my mind now? What God has said to me the past few weeks is that we as believers, whenever we think, whenever we, we are busy with God, and whenever we pray for someone, we must realize that the God that we are, that the Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are still the same God as the Bible. And I think it was about three weeks ago or so, I wanted to write down verses where God worked in supernatural ways. I wanted to write it down to read it and so that my faith can can just get firmer and stronger. Where God worked in ways that are not known to the human mind.
And then the Holy Spirit said to me, why do you want to write over the word of God? Why do you want to write down? Because if you write down, you will write down the Bible. Because from the very first page of the Bible, it is re- we see that when God works, hear what I say, when God works, what he is doing, now think back of creation. God said, and it happened. Let's think b- back of, of the time of Moses, the Red Sea, the walls of Jericho. Let's think back of uh, uh, Elijah, Elijah and Elisha. When God worked, for example, the axe that fell into the water, now the axe head is floating, that piece of iron is floating. Let's think of Jesus, when Jesus did miracles, the apostles. When God works, what God is doing always are what is beyond our understanding. The multiplication of bread. How in the world? 5,000 men, and I've seen, it's not only in South Africa, I've seen it abroad as well, that men can eat. Men love their food. Now, 5,000 men, five small pieces of bread, two fishes, how many women were there? Normally, if we look at church, there are normally more women attending church services than men. So if there were 5,000 men, how many women were there and how many children? How many in total? When God works, what is above the human mind, not known to the human mind, will happen. So I invite you, come with me, go. Join me in this journey to expect God to work in supernatural ways. Just open the Bible and see what God has done. When God works, the way he's working says to this mind, that's crazy. Just as people say to me, even wherever, I know, uh, get real. What you are trusting God for, just get back to reality. You are trusting God for such a large sum of money? That's crazy. What's wrong with you? Our God. Our God is the God. And as I've said it before, I don't think I've mentioned it here when I preached. Where God works, there are no borders. No limitations, no restrictions. Yeah, in our minds, when we think we come to the border, we come to a restriction, we are in a box, if I can say. God is above the box. God is above where there are no restrictions, no borders, no limitations. Paul said, those who walk in the Spirit... For, for those who walk in the Spirit, there's no law. So I, I'm, I'm going to finish now. For you, when, when you do the works, when you pray, when you minister to people, when you pray for yourself, when you pray for your finances, 
ask the Holy Spirit to help you to move above. Above the restrictions to where God works. Because the Holy Spirit said to me, the more you walk in the Spirit, the more you will enter into the area where God works. And where God works, there are no limitations, no laws. Therefore, I believe that I will, I will be able, able to even f go through the air to whichever country God is going to send me to pray for someone. I believe we can even go through the wall because of our God. The works will glorify God. So start to expect bigger, bigger than what your mind is telling you. That works are already created for you. God bless you. Everyone there, online, wherever you are watching from, be blessed. Be blessed. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus.